This morning, as we have promoted, I want to share with you a powerful word in a very simple, simple presentation. I mean, we, we thank God for our young adults in this church who are willing on Christmas Eve. Nobody else wanted to participate. We're using the whole pastoral team. We're using their children. We're even using the office staff this morning uh, uh, up here. And uh, I want to share with you a powerful spiritual reality in a very simplistic presentation. Your Christmas miracle. Your Christmas miracle this morning. The Christmas story didn't begin in the North Pole. Didn't begin with Santa Claus. It didn't even begin in a Bethlehem stable. The Christmas story began in the heart of God the Father. For God sent His angel Gabriel to a young girl by the name of Mary with the most incredible message ever. The angel said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And His kingdom will never end. Did you hear that? You are to call Him, you are to name Him what? Jesus. Say that name again with me. Jesus. There's just something about His name. Something about His name. Our Jesus never wrote any books. He never composed any music. He never painted any masterpieces. But the world's greatest authors, composers, and masterpieces have been inspired by who? Jesus. No one has ever impacted the world. Time in history, like Jesus, even Time magazine. He graces the cover once again. 2,000 years later, and he's still shaking the planet. Jesus. Because Jesus brought us what no one else could do. He brought us salvation. Through Jesus, you can be made right with God. On that day, that first Christmas, unto us was born a Savior. The Bible says in Acts 4, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Jesus. No other name moves the mountains. In no other name can the strongholds be pulled down. At the name of Jesus, the angels bow. At the name of Jesus, the demons must flee. In His name, you find the love, the peace, the miracle of Christmas. 
at the name of Jesus, we find real joy. Would you sing about that with me right now? Joy to the world. Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him rule. Heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. than when Jesus was birthed and born. No greater joy than when you open the door of your heart and invite Him in. Hey, do you remember when you'd come home from school on those cold, wintry days like me and you'd be so excited to tell your parents what happened at school that day that you forgot to close the door and mom and dad would yell at you and say, Hey, what's your problem? Were you born in a... Oh, it happened to you too, huh? Were you born in a barn? Well, Jesus was. The Son of God, the Master of the Universe, the Creator, God in flesh, allowed Himself to be born in a barn. Why? So He could be Emmanuel. God with us. Emmanuel. It means far more than God being present with us. It means far more than God becoming flesh and blood. You can have a flesh and blood person sitting next to you right now that doesn't care about you, doesn't love you, is apathetical towards you, no, by becoming Emmanuel, God with us. God entered our world to totally identify with every need that you will ever face. To totally empathize and understand every pain, every sorrow, every hurt that would come your way. Christmas, the miracle of Christmas is our Emmanuel entering the world to experience our darkest hours and to feel our greatest pains. The prophet Isaiah put it this way, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. I recently greeted a woman after one of our presentations here this Christmas. 
And I said, are you, are you traveling or are you staying at home for Christmas? She said, I'm staying at home. I said, are, are, are your children coming in to enjoy Christmas with you? She said, I don't have any children. But pastor, I'm not alone because Jesus is always with me. Wow. Emmanuel. God with us. The miracle of Christmas, you see, is not only that God came, but He came to be with us. It's that incredible spiritual reality that you and I can know that we know that we know that we'll never, ever be alone. All because He was laid in that manger. Would you sing it with me? Away in the manger.
O little town of Bethlehem, what a night that was when Christ, the Christ of Christmas, was laid in that manger. I have somebody that is extremely, super, incredibly special to my life and my ministry. I could not pastor, I could not minister if it was not for her. Honey, would you join me, please? Amen. Becky Christ, your pastor's wife. Amen. Amen. And she's so commonly uh, in our back nursery, directing our preschool ministries, directing the staff back there for our littlest ones, our little lambs that uh, you just saw, uh, much younger than those up there. Uh, at the stable, and uh, Becky and I, I asked Becky to join me, we wanted to take this time to thank you from our deepest of deepest hearts, thank you so much for blessing us with the annual Christmas offering. So many of you have written cards, well wishes, given tokens uh, of appreciation, too much candy. <laughs> Too much baked goods. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you dearly. And uh, this love affair has been almost 32 years. Come this spring, I can't believe, to me it seems like three years. And uh, I'm excited about 2018, finishing the building program. The best is yet to come. God has great things for us in the future. And uh, just Becky and I wanted to take this time to express our deep appreciation for the annual Pastor's Christmas Love Offering. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, holy night. Think of it at that first Christmas. There were shepherds watching their flocks by night. When, when suddenly the nighttime darkness exploded with a blazing light an angel appeared and this angel announced to the shepherds fear not for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord and this shall be a sign unto you Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then suddenly a whole choir of angels appeared. And they said and sang glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Oh, what a night that was. The shepherds said, let's go and see. And they went to the stable. They found the Christ child. They worshiped Jesus. And the shepherds went throughout the countryside, announcing, declaring that Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior had come. The shepherds were the first missionaries. The shepherds, these country bumpkins, 
these hayseeds, the uncouth, the outcasts of society were the first evangelists. And I asked the question, why? Why the shepherds? Why not the priests? Why not the prophets? Why not the rich or the powerful? Why these shepherds? I think there's a message there. God's wanting us to know that He delights in using ordinary people like you and like me. His glory shows up the best in the weak, the least thought of. You see, God's not looking for your ability. God's looking for your availability. And He desperately wants to use you in the days ahead for His glory, for His purposes. That's the miracle of Christmas. God using ordinary people like you and me. Would you sing with us? Angels we have heard on high. Sing it along this morning. Angels we have heard on high. Sweetly singing on the plains. We have heard on high. I love, I love a service like this because you're preaching the message with me. You're preaching it in song, the Christmas hymns. Next, in the Bible account, the Christmas narrative, we read that wise men, astrologers, came from the far east. And they came, first of all, to the city of David, the capital, Jerusalem. 
They thought that the king of the Jews would be birthed there. And they came with this question in Matthew chapter 2. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Well, King Herod ordered his religious scholars to search the ancient prophecies. And the wise men were told the ancient prophecies declare the Messiah will be birthed and born in Bethlehem. The Bible says that King Herod was greatly disturbed. That's an understatement. Herod was boiling with rage. He was going to make sure that no king of the Jews was birthed and born. Satanically inspired, satanically orchestrated, Herod hissed to the wise men, When you have found the Christ child, locate him for me. Tell me where he is at, that I may also come and worship him. No, Herod wanted to come and kill Jesus. Satan wanted the Son of God dead before he could ever fulfill his mission. But guess what? Who's in control? I said, who's in control? God was in control of the whole situation. God informed the wise men in a dream not to return back to Herod, but go home a different way. God warned Joseph in a dream so that him and Mary and baby Jesus could escape to Egypt and escape Herod's murderous hand. Listen, I don't know what situation you're grappling with here this Christmas season, but I'm telling you upon the authority of God's Word, if God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against us can prosper. And though the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a banner against him. Nothing will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Yea, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. For greater is he that's within us than he that's within this world. God is in control. I refuse to live in a universe or a world that things happen by coincidence. God is the captain of your ship. He goes before you and makes the crooked ways straight. Your God is in control. That's the miracle of Christmas. Oh, sing this morning with Cindy and Don. We three kings of Orient are. We kings of Orient are bearing gifts we traverse so far, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star. Bye. Bye.
Would you agree with me? Nobody makes a better King Herod than Pastor Hal Beringer. Do I get agreement on that? Irreplaceable. I want to remind you, that first Christmas, it was all about miracles. I mean, miracles saturate that first Christmas. The angels appearing, a miracle, and more than once. The dreams that, that Joseph had, the, 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 the dream that the wise men had, a miracle. The, the Bethlehem star that the wise men followed, a miracle. And of course, oh, of course, the virgin birth, the incarnation, God who is spirit taking on flesh. Wow, what a miracle. It was more than improbable. It was impossible. But what did the angels say about the impossible? What can we say about the impossible? The angels said, for with God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? With our God, nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible. That's why my favorite my favorite name for, for our God is Himpossible. Impossible. Yes. Luke chapter 1 verse 38. Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me. And this needs to be your. This needs to be your response. This Christmas. Be it unto me according to thy word. According to thy word. What does God's word say about God in the impossible? Over and over again, God's word reminds us that he's the Lord of the impossible. Jeremiah 32, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Jeremiah 32 again, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Even Jesus said in Matthew 19, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Impossible. Impossible. That's who our Lord is. So I tell you this morning, whatever your miracle need is this Christmas, refuse to succumb to an attitude of hopelessness and despair. And choose to move in faith expectation of our God, uh, your God who cannot and will not fail you. Hear me in this. Choose to stop speaking doubt-dealing, faith-destroying words that it'll never happen to you. And start speaking God's word to your miracle need. Start speaking God's word to your giants and your mountains that they must move. Stop saying, I'll never get out of debt. And start saying, my God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory. 
Stop saying, I'm worried. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about failing. I'm worried about my future. I'm worried about tomorrow. And start saying, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Stop saying, I never will be healed. And start saying, the prayer of faith will heal the sick. By His stripes, I am healed. Stop saying, I can't. And start saying, I can. Start saying, I can get my my educational degree. I can get a better job in 2018. I can have restoration in my family and in my marriage. I can see my loved ones born again. I can see my son and my daughter accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I can have my Christmas miracle. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Do you need a Christmas miracle? Do you need a Christmas miracle? A few years ago, Lynn Pizzillo did. I remember it well at Christmas time. It looked like she was going to have to have brain surgery. The MRI, the MRI, the brain MRI said a brain aneurysm. This church went to prayer. And before the surgery was scheduled, a new brain MRI scan was undertaken. And guess what? Aneurysm gone. Christmas miracle. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not saying it runs in the family, but I I mean, I just encountered in the hallway her mother-in-law, Angie Pazillo. Angie Pazillo. She's one of our custodians here at the church. God bless her. This year, you talk about having a wonderful Christmas. She could be having chemo right now. She could be having radiation right now. She was diagnosed this year with colon cancer. And it was far worse than stage one. And she has been pronounced absolutely clean. In the name of Jesus. No chemo, no radiation, just as normal as you and I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to leave me out of this. You know, one of the things I, I praise the Lord for this Christmas, and many of you have been praying with me, I've struggled with something since April. And what am I talking about? Joy to the world. You hear this voice? God's healed my voice. Hallelujah. I got my voice back. Amen. I think last Sunday was the worst Sunday I've ever experienced in my life. Ever preaching or speaking. And God is so good. God is so great. It was several years ago, about seven years ago, that I had my first diagnosis of aorta aneurysm, CAT scan of the main artery from my heart. It called for surgery. It was at 4.5 or 4.8, 4.8, and your aorta should be at 3.5. 
The aorta can only get larger, not smaller. They made me wait a year to have a new scan. The new scan came back as normal. And I said to the nurse, do you mean that it just hasn't gotten any larger? The surgery is a 50-50 proposition. It's a very serious surgery. And she said, no, I'm not saying that. I am saying, I I, I said, well, is it 4.5 and it just hasn't gotten any larger? She says, no, it's 3.5. You're absolutely normal. I still didn't believe I was hearing what she was saying. And and, and I said, I'm a pastor. I I believe in miracles. Uh, We've been praying Are you telling me that I've had my Christmas miracle? She said, Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. The impossible. You saw those animals up there on the stage. Two of those animals are related to me. You saw the one that couldn't keep his headband on. That's the red-haired grandson just turned seven years old. His twin brother, the blonde, is Logan. The red-haired one is Jack. Twin grandsons, but mommy and daddy, Pastor Ryan and Julie, they desperately wanted a daughter, a rose between two thorns. And we have been really praying with them. This is going back three years. And then Julie came up pregnant. We were rejoicing. And then she had her first miscarriage. Then she came up pregnant again. And she had her second miscarriage. At that second one, I was there in emergency with her. And I never realized how traumatic a miscarriage is for a woman, a mother, until it knocked on the door of our home. We did a lot of crying, but we did a lot of praying. There was worry that they would never be able to have children again. But, but, this Christmas will be the first Christmas that we will celebrate with our new twin granddaughters. Amen. They just didn't get one. They got double, as many of you know. Because God is the God of double restoration. Amen? Do you need a Christmas miracle? God is not the respecter of persons, the Bible says. God has no favorites. God knows right where you're at here this morning. And He is able to do what He's done for others. He can do for you. I ask you this morning, you got any rivers that you think are uncrossable? You got any mountains that you feel like you just can't possibly tunnel through? Our God specializes in things thought impossible. And He can do it. He can do it again for you. This morning, 
as the house lights are very gradually coming up. The most very precious gift that you could ever unwrap this Christmas could be that miracle need that you have been praying for, believing for. For some of you, many, many years. And I am believing that faith is here this morning for the miraculous. I sense the Spirit of God here this morning. And He desires to do something that far exceeds anything found under a Christmas tree. He desires to knock upon the door of your home and bring you that miracle that you have been seeking and searching for for so long. How many of you this morning as we close this service are sitting here this morning and you say, Pastor, I represent a miracle need. I'm believing that God can bring me a Christmas miracle. Would you just lift up your hand this morning if that's you? I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. Stand to your feet. Stand up. Believe as you receive. Receive as you believe. Stand up. Amen. We're a family here at this church. We're a lakeside family. And I'm going to ask if you see somebody standing up, would you reach out to them right now? If you're part of the lakeside family and you know how to pray, would you just lay a hand upon their shoulder? Just lay a hand upon their shoulder. Amen. Amen. And I need somebody to stand in proxy for Larry and Sherry Martin. I was at the hospital yesterday with Sherry. And I need somebody to come down to the front and stand in proxy for Larry Martin. And I'm going to lay a hand upon that one. In the name of Jesus, Nick and Kathy are coming. Amen. God bless you. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus, let us pray right now. Father, we come to you in that name which is above every other name. At that name, all of heaven will bow. At that name, all of hell will flee in terror. And Lord, our ailments, our diseases, our injuries, our vicissitudes and problems, our hurts and pains, our sorrows are a little thing for you, oh God, to be able to undertake and bring the victory to, bring the healing to. Lord, even right now, from the top of the head to the soles of the feet, we speak the healing virtue of our Lord who cannot and will not fail us. Lord, I pray, Bring that child back home to Jesus. (laughs) Restore that marriage. Uh, Turn that wayward husband or that mother around, oh God. Open their eyes to Jesus. Break that addiction, oh God. For you're the lion of the tribe of Judah that breaks every chain. Move, oh God, in that home, in their finances, in their employment, God. You did it once before. Do it again. God, we lift up Larry and Sherry Martin. Oh, God, move into that hospital room. Walk into that ICU, oh, God. Wake Larry up from this brain lethargy, oh, God. Dissolve the blood clot. Lord, I take away the pneumonia. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let there be no infection in his person. 
Lord, heal him from the heart ailment. Let there be no cancer in the name of Jesus. Lord, you did it once before. Do it again. Do it again. Bring a Christmas miracle to every home, every life that is represented here this day. Lord, we stand in the power of agreement. You said that whenever any two or three agree upon any one thing, it shall be done in the name of Jesus. We speak it. We believe it. We receive it. Our Christmas miracle. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give Him praise and glory. Everyone stand with us now and sing it if you would. Christmas blessings. And Lord, I pray that Christmas miracles will appear in home after home, marriage after marriage, life after life, that you indeed might be glorified, for you are the God of the impossible. Now may the grace of the Father And the love of the Son, Christ Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be upon one and all. In the name of Jesus, we pray it. Amen and amen. We love you. Go with God.